Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Okay, everybody, how are we doing today? It's a big day, and I got to tell you, I was... You know, right now everybody's talking about the Trump gag orders, and which is a, a, egregiously unconstitutional. I mean, it's ridiculous. But there's a lot of other things going on, and one of the things that really hit me today that re- it just to- it took me off was J6. Right. So there's an article in Gateway Pundit, and a headline: Breaking former GOP candidate for Michigan governor and father of five is sentenced to prison because Obama-appointed judge didn't believe he was, quote, truly remorseful for his nonviolent J6 misdemeanor charge. Okay, so this set me into a tangent, an absolute tangent. J6, to me, is one of the most ridiculous and egregious things I've ever seen. There was an insurrection on January 6th. It was by the FBI and by the deep state against a sitting president and against uh, our nation, really. I mean, we had a fraudulent election. Uh, a massive, massive fraud in the election. I mean, we have Biden literally admitting to it on record. We're going to create the biggest fraud machine ever. Oh, he misspoke, right? He misspoke. Okay, well, in the years since 2020, we've seen uh, an immense amount of information and data uncovered, and there's almost no question that the fraud was mind-blowing. Now, the whole thing was mishandled. Right, it was mishandled badly on our side, and frankly, uh, I'm going to get myself into some trouble here with y'all. But this, you know, Trump dropped the ball. Instead of having a plan to deal with this ahead of of uh, the election, yeah, the election happened, the fraud happened, and then we had a uh, just a absolute mess of people trying to figure out what to do. Uh, the election was not lost. In November, the election was lost months ahead of time, and you know, COVID, all these things were in play. All these things were allowed for massive expansion of the voter rolls. And at the end of the day, whether anybody can prove at this point that the machines were fraudulent or votes were changed is less relevant. Then there's no question about the fact that the voter rolls were expanded beyond what anybody can imagine, and that there were quite obviously a lot of fraudulent votes that were counted. On, on a massive scale, and particularly in swing states and swing counties and swing uh, play, anything that could have a, a major impact on the election. Now, the most telling reason or the most telling demonstration that this occurred stems from the fact that no one will talk about what happened, right? We have, it's much like COVID, trust the science, right? Just trust the science. Oh, trust us. Well, show me the data. No, 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 just trust the science. The same thing with this. If the machines weren't fraudulent, why wouldn't they open them up and let them be examined forensically under oath? Why wouldn't that happen? I mean, if you want to restore faith in American elections, you don't say trust us. You open it up and you make you're transparent. You don't say, no, there was no fraud. But OK, well, can we see the data? No, uh, that's what happened. I mean, across the board, what we had happening was, well, you just got to trust us. Elections were fair. Oh, of course they were fair. We audited it. You did? Who audited it? Well, this guy who's a, who works for the election system. What? Uh, we recounted. Well, but if you were the guys that committed fraud the first time, why would I think the recount would come out any different? 
right? So this whole thing was a ridiculous uh, circular ar argument that was made, and it was the same as COVID, right? The problem was is that uh, with regards to the election, they didn't have a coherent plan. They didn't have anybody putting it together right. And the lawyers that did this on COVID, uh, on uh, the election stuff did a different took a different path than I took on the COVID stuff. So when my work on the COVID stuff continued to grow because we made enough of it public and we did it in a way that had where we gained credibility publicly every step of the way. Uh, in the on the, the election stuff, there was no planning. And so a lot of lawyers got this dumped on them last minute and were asked to do something in 30 days that should have taken nine months. Uh, you know, I mean, and it wasn't it wasn't really a fair shot for the lawyers. Now, granted, the courts should have given some opportunity, given the, the tight timelines and everything else. But the courts are not friendly. Right. The courts are not friendly to anything that's not pro-government. And that's the way that it is. So realistically. Uh, Trump should have had this all aligned and in place well before the election. He should have had cases ready. He should have had observers ready. He should have had all sorts of things ready. He didn't. He didn't. You know, and th this is, Trump does a great job and was a great president, and I hope he's president again. But at the end of the day, he dropped the ball on that, and much like he did on COVID. You know, uh, but it's not a surprise. You got to remember Donald Trump's an amazing guy. And at the end of the, and he was, he was surrounded by more deep state and more people undermining him than anybody in history. I don't know that anybody could have did it better than Donald Trump, but did he get it all done? Well, no, no. Uh, you know, I mean, COVID was a f epic failure and uh, the vaccines were worse and yeah, the election, the election fight was the worst of all. So when you compare these, what you got going on, I know, I know. Listen, I know my people love Trump. I love Trump. I do. I'm not knocking the guy. I don't think I could have did any better if I was in his seat. I'm not. But, I mean, we have to take a real, we really have to take stock of what happened. You know, to close your eyes to your failures means that you can't grow from them. So I don't say any of this as a knock on Trump. I say it because if we don't recognize what we need to improve upon, we can't improve upon it. So, yeah, and by the way, I'm supporting Trump, right? So for any of you guys that are going to give me guff about, you know, say, oh, my God, you questioned the Donald. I don't want to hear that. Nobody's infallible. Nobody's perfect. He's not Jesus Christ. He's Donald Trump. He's the best president we've had recently, and he's the best man for the job in 2024. But if you think he's infallible, you're an idiot. So that's that. The uh, But, but. When we look at this, this J6 was a, was a manifestation and probably the first or most, not the first, but the most profound manifestation of the failure to plan properly for the fraud that, that we were dealing with. And again, I don't know that anybody could have done it better than Donald Trump. It, hindsight's 2020, and you know I'm looking back rather than looking forward. And at the time, I don't know that I could, would have been able to predict any of this or done this better. But that said, uh, you know, we look at we look at what happened. You get J6 where, you know, hey, let's get we the people together and let's do what Americans do. Let's exercise our political speech, our free speech and show everybody just how mad we are about this fraudulent election, because everybody knew that the election was stolen. I mean, the only people not aware of that were people who had their heads in their butts. 
And there were a lot of them. I mean, there were a lot, a lot of people and the mainstream covered it up. It was a very, very deep and insidious plan. It's well done. But as we continue on, more and more people are becoming awake to the fact that there were legitimate issues we found. I mean, look what they found in Michigan. Look what they found in Georgia. And when we look, try and look at those legitimate issues and the response from the press and the mainstream is, oh, no, oh, no, you just got to trust us. Well, that makes us trust them zero, right? So the people who were on top of things by January 6th of 2021 were mad and were, were in Washington. Well, it didn't take a lot for the FBI to fake a riot and to incite an insurrection, uh, which th they're responsible for, in my opinion. I think the FBI, I think there should be a full investigation of the FBI's role in the insurrection. I think it should include the role of congressional members. I think Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi were probably aware that there were issues. I think both either turned a blind eye or participated in it. And I think that uh, there were other people as well. I think that this was an insurrection. I think that it was absolutely an insurrection. I think it was perpetrated by people in our government. So that is, uh, well, that's, that's where I stand on all this, right? Well, I look over and I see, you know, after this, this J6 stuff and, you know, J6 is just this, right? So millions of people go to Washington, a handful of people cause some problems. Now, the, the handful of people that caused the problem appear to have been Antifa and FBI and paid, paid to be there, right? The problem is, is that once they started the problem, there were some innocent people who were dopey enough to follow along and got in trouble for participating in the problem, which is the definition of entrapment, right? This was absolutely entrapment. And the defense should be there. And the fact that the judge isn't allowing it and the judges aren't allowing it is just a sign of how egregiously broken this justice system is. But they're not. And at the end of the day, there is no entrapment defense going on that's working. Anyways, so I, you know, I keep seeing these things and I'm getting madder about J6 as time goes on. And I look over and I see this headline today. Former GOP candidate for Michigan governor, the father of five, sentenced to jail because he wasn't remorseful enough. So this guy, Ryan Kelly, ran for GOP primary for governor in 2022. And uh, he, got, he got sentenced to prison over a misdemeanor charge of protesting outside the Capitol. That's it. Protesting outside the Capitol. Now, he's a sole breadwinner for his family. He owns a real estate company. And uh, he admits that he was there. Um, he never entered the building. That's very clear. Uh, he didn't, you know, he was outside. And apparently he said, uh, they can't stop us all, which is, uh, the, I mean, clearly evil. Uh, now, Ray Epps, by the way, Gateway Pundit notes that Ray Epps is still a free man, even though he, uh, you know, redirected hundreds of people, possibly thousands to the uh, to the lips and did everything he could. You know, Ray Epps, who appears to be an FBI agent or informant, uh, you know, nothing from him other than some nonsense that's going to get swept under the rug. But, uh, you know, this this uh, Kelly, Ryan Kelly, you know, he's got to go to jail forever. Um, the FBI raids his home, arrests him in front of his wife and little kids, which, I mean, can you imagine the damage that did to the little kids? Can you imagine how terrified they were? 
Can you imagine seeing a bunch of FBI thugs break into your house in front of your kids and take you for some trumped-up garbage charge? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, and he was, he was sentenced to prison for this, right? He's sentenced to prison because uh, he, according to NBC News, uh, he admitted he rushed past U.S. Capitol Police officers and used his hands to support another rioter who was pulling a metal bike rack onto the scaffolding. And the judge said, well, you just don't sound sorry enough. Um, and most importantly, uh, he said that uh, this guy, th this is what really gets it. He said, this isn't Trump's fault. It's mine. I did it. So he's, he's going to jail for this, right? Now, mind you, we let off murderers. We let off all sorts of people with the DA pro DAs from uh, the Soros land and the set and other. But yeah, this guy's going to jail because apparently that's so evil that he needs to do it. He needs to be in jail for insurrection, uh, for his insurrection and his participation in the insurrection, even though the insurrection was actually started and controlled and managed by the U.S. government itself as a means to undermine a sitting president. Think about that. Think about that statement, right? And it's, as far as I'm concerned, accurate. And if you want to argue with me, by the way, uh, I challenge the federal government to argue with me. Show that I'm wrong in my political speech by uh, releasing all of the footage to the public from J6 and all of the communications between Nancy Pelosi, uh, the FBI, I think I, that make it public. If there's an insurrection, we the people have a right to know, don't we? I think we have a right to know what's going on if there's a real insurrection. Yet no one will do it. Just, just trust us. We, we would never lie, right? Like COVID? Okay. So this got me looking. I want to, and so I found an article on the Hill here, the five longest January 6th sentences so far. Now, mind you, this is, entrapment is is illegal. You can't you can't put someone in jail for if they've been entrapped, right? You can't uh, have a a government agent, a government entity, whatever, uh, lure someone into doing a crime and then say, "Oh, you did a crime," and put them in jail. That that's Banana Republic stuff, but that's also J six. So, well, I wanted to look and see, you know, what what kind of sentences are there? Because I do my best to follow and be involved on J six but I haven't been able to do as much as I should. Um, it's just, I only have so many hours in a day, folks. So when I look at this, uh, most of the most of the long sentences are from Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, which, uh, they, which according to The Hill are, quote, two far-right extremist groups whose members took to the Capitol uh, to attempt to stop the votes of 2020 election from being counted. Now, I don't know. You know, your right-wing extremist groups are, are my patriots, right? Are, are they extremists? I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I don't know. But what I do know, I, I've never been to a Proud Boy or Oath Keeper meeting. I've met a few of them, and they all seem like good guys to me. They all wanted to defend our country. I don't, but, you know, I don't know. I know that they didn't cause anywhere near as much damage as Antifa did. And why don't I hear about left-wing extremist groups like Antifa and BLM? Nobody ever says that in the media. I mean, I, they, they, they want to talk about the right-wing extremists, but they don't talk about the left-wing extremists. And left-wing extremists cost billions of dollars worth of damage. The right-wing extremists, 
that they list for J6 caused a million, and a lot of that was caused by FBI agents. So there's that. So you get the Proud Boys uh, getting sentenced to a bunch, a bunch of stuff and Oath Keepers. And so I look, five longest sentences so far, right? Uh, Oath Keepers founder, Stuart Rhodes, was sentenced to 18 years in prison. 18 years. I, Ray Epps, they're not charging anything. I mean, he he's actually the guy that organized all this, but he gets a pass because he was the guy that helped, helped do it, apparently. At least that's what it looks like. Um, 18 years. Oh, by the way, are you aware that the, uh, the Department of Injustice, the most crooked Department of Justice in history, is actually appealing a bunch of these sentences because they wanted uh, they want them longer. Some of these guys are getting, you know, 15, 20 years. They're appealing because they want them in jail longer. Now, these are the same people who are fine with the DAs around the country letting murderers out, child molesters, pedophiles, perverts, rapists. They get out nothing, right? But but these guys, they these guys had the audacity to question the gods in the nobility class in Washington. So they got to be they got to pay, right? Uh so Anyways, uh, Rhodes, 18 years. Joe Biggs, uh, he's a proud boy guy, 17 years. Uh, Zachary Real, uh, he is getting 15 years. Uh, Peter Schwartz, he's getting, let's see here, what's Peter getting? 14 years. Uh, Kelly Meggs, uh, who you know is clearly a, a major threat to the universe, 12 years. So we're looking at, you know, ten, prison sentences that are way longer than anyone, you know, that, that killed or burned cities in Antifa. I mean, you know, for what? Breaking a window or having a, the dasty to question the nobility class? Seems like a double standard to me, and it seems like an egregious failure of the justice system. So, uh, you know, with that, um, I want to I kind of move into another aspect of this. Before I do, uh, I want you guys to go to, go and get my new book. That's the sponsor for all this is my new book, Mod RNA, Why It Matters, and Other Essays. I need you guys to get this. It needs to go to every single elected official in this country. They won't buy it. We need to send it to them. But it's a 70-page. It's, it's a very short, easy read that I put together to talk about what they're doing with this, this mod RNA, this mRNA poison that they're putting in the food supply, they're putting in the air, they're putting it everywhere. And uh, it, it's going to change people's genetics. It's going to cause all sorts of problems. You can buy it on – it's back up on Amazon. And we're, we're trending. We're number one in, our, in one category and number two in two other categories. We're moving up. We really need to push this book, right? So please share this book everywhere. Share this, by the way, share this this uh, this show, uh, the Tom Wren Show, the America Out Loud Network. Uh, share everything we're doing. Uh, please share, share, share. Uh, get the book, Mod RNA, Why It Matters, and other essays, and uh, you know, listen to us on all of our networks. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. 
with known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. So when I start looking at J6 and I see the injustice that's occurring and I'm all fussy about all this stuff, well, that takes me to another issue. And that is uh, the treatment of the J6 prisoners. Now, you'll recall in and around the time of Gitmo, uh, you know, after January, uh, after September 11th, you know, we had all this talk about how mean we were to terrorists. Now, mind you, these are people who have, have murdered, maimed, uh, killed, slaughtered, tortured, responsible for thousands and thousands of deaths in some cases. Um, I mean, these are some of the most evil people on the planet. These people, you know, we have to, uh, we have to coddle apparently, right? Uh, the left, they were just, they were absolutely uh, out of control on all this. They say, oh, no, we're being mean to these, these Gitmo detainees. Okay, so uh, let's compare. Because I saw, I, you know, I looked, uh, I looked up, and I decided I wanted to compare some of what we're seeing from, uh, from uh, the J6 detainees and the Gitmo detainees, right? So I'm looking around at this, and uh, I, I find this letter from 2021. Right. And this was from a Gitmo, uh, I'm sorry, a DC Gitmo detainee, right? So this is from a guy in the DC Gulag on January 6th. And I want to read this letter to you, right? This is from, uh, and courtesy of the Gateway Pundit, it's from Nath Nathaniel DeGrave. Okay. And <clears throat> DeGrave talks extensively about this. So I want to, I want you to hear uh, what's going on. In fact, According to the letter, and I'm not going to read every part of it, but I'm going to read a lot of it. Uh, DeGrave says that they actually have detainees who are begging to be transferred to Gitmo so that they can get better treatment. I, I mean, quote, the conditions here for J6ers have been inhumane. In fact, some inmates are begging to be transferred to Guantanamo Bay, where even they have more acceptable standards. They've got lawsuits. Even the ACLU has gotten involved, according to these guys, which is something. Uh, Gates and MTG have tried to gain access to the facility, and you know that was all. So it it was it, it was brutal, right? And these guys are begging for help. I want to read this about our conditions. Okay, this is and again not a new letter, but I want you to hear what our J6ers have dealt with. For the first 120 days in D.C.'s Gitmo, January 6th, there's experienced daily lockdowns for 23 to 24 hours. 
before being able to leave our small 120-foot cell. 23 to 24-hour lockdowns, folks. Gitmo gets better than that. The physical and mental anguish that results from this kind of severe isolation has caused many people to go on a rapid mental decline. As a result, a large percentage of us are heavily medicated with anti-anxiety and antidepressant drugs, which helps cope with the psychological and mental abuse we endure. Many times, the little wreck we do receive is stripped away if our cell isn't up to the standards of the guard on duty. This changes from day to day. Jan Sixers have lost wreck time and out-of-cell activity anytime news interviews about the jail aired on TV. People speak up about our conditions or rallies are held in our name. We'll probably have a lockdown upon the publishing of this letter, so I've already warned those who know in advance. So this guy knew that he was going to get tortured for writing this letter, right? But this is how bad it is, folks. This is is Washington, D.C. This is people who were entrapped on January 6th. People who didn't do a damn thing other than speak out uh, for their country and then got lured into some bogus riot led by the FBI. Masks are weaponized and used against us even though we never leave the facility. Officers walked in and with the sole intention of needing to write 20 to 30 disciplinary reports against January 6ers, which adversely affects our chances of release and causes a loss of privileges, phone time, and commissary. Masks need to be covering both the nose and mouth at all times, or we are threatened and locked down in our cells. J6ers are always respectful to the employees around us, but COs maintain the need to invent reasons for discipline. Privileged legal documents. This I want you to hear because this is a constitutional crisis. Privileged legal documents have been confiscated and gone missing from various cells, and highly sensitive discovery, video evidence under attorney-client privilege, is watched by employees during our legal calls. That's illegal, folks. Straight up illegal. Jordan Mink, for example, had all discovery taken by ERT officers on August 23rd, despite objection of his attorney. They handcuffed him, searched his room, and proceeded to take all video evidence in his possession. Additionally, legal visits take two to three weeks or more to be scheduled, leaving little time to discuss their defense and prepare for trial. Folks, this is what you do in a third world dictatorship, not in the United States. Extreme medical neglect in this facility has caused a variety of adverse illnesses and disease. Some show signs of scurvy. Scurvy. That's what, that's what they got on like the Mayflower because they didn't have adequate nutrition. But medical professionals, uh, some even have COVID symptoms, but medical professionals have refused to treat it. Uh, one, one guy had cancer, broke his hand, and uh, they, won't, they won't send him to the doctor, right? Another inmate uh, waited months to get CPAP and has been needing an MRI since spring and has been ignored by staff. Harsh conditions in the unit have caused health hazards and defied Department of Health regulations at least five occasions. Raw sewage overflowed in our unit, causing human fecal matter to flood the floors and rooms. Crap was on the floor. Crap. These guys are literally living in crap. They have mold on the walls, rusty pipes, dirty water. I mean, this is worse than Gitmo. It's horrific. Nutritional deficiency, starvation, uh, a tray of flavorless paste, two slices of bread, and a slice of bologna. 
That's it. How's that? How's that working for you? Uh, forced to starve, suffer from headaches and nausea on a regular basis, malnutrition, constant hunger. Uh, lost. This guy lost almost 15 pounds and he wasn't fat. Personal hygiene is neglected. Razors are prohibited. Inmates are forced to go either unshaved or grow uh, and grow long beards or use a razor-free cream that burns and irritates the skin. I, I mean, haircuts are prohibited from unvaccinated inmates. I mean, just, it's unbelievable. You can't talk to loved ones. Uh, skip medical, critical meetings with friends and family. No visitation. No religious services. Religious services are getting blocked all over the place. Uh, I mean, Gitmo gets religious services. Remember the fit they had that the, the terrorists didn't get proper access to their Islamic re, uh, religious services? Uh, one of the guys, Ryan Samstel, instead uh, attempted to organize his own Bible study inside a pod until he was viciously beaten and left for dead by correctional officers. He had a broken eye socket, brain damage, uh, as a result of the attack. He's permanently blind in one eye. This is this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Folks, this is the United States of America. This is what we're doing to guys who were entrapped. Now, when I look at this, I see another headline from September 14th. Uh, D.C. officials placed the D.C. Uh, the DC gulag back in lockdown, solitary confinement because COVID, right? Which means no family visitation, no lawyer meetings, no haircuts, no outside for fresh air, no cooking or showering, no religious services. Where is everybody? No religious services. Remember the fit we had over the religious services for the Islamic people down in Gitmo, the murderers who killed people? But our people, nothing. Now, let me compare that to this. Uh, headline AP, conditions for Gitmo detainees are cruel, inhumane, degrading, according to a UN investigator. They're cruel. It's horrible. Um, now, according to this, uh, the UN has decided that, th that these guys are, sub these terrorists who, who murdered, killed, maimed, and are horrible, uh, are subjected to ongoing, cruel, inhumane, degrading treatment under international law. Uh, well, okay. Um, this is, the question is, is how much, how much worse is it? Because it sounds like J6 is pretty bad. So how horrible is it? You know, what awful things are happening? Uh, well, that's a good question, because when I read this article... There's a lot of stuff, uh, but but not a lot of specifics that sound all that, uh, well, bad. Uh, so according to Ni Allen, uh, I don't know if I'm saying the name correctly, uh, significant improvements have been made to the confinement of detainees, but expressed serious concerns about the continued detention of the 30 terrorists who are still in Gitmo, Right. Uh, according to this this UN investigator, they face severe insecurity, suffering, and anxiety. So they're nervous. Uh, they have constant surveillance, forced removal from their cells, and unjust use of restraints. Well, that sounds terrible, especially compared to the J6ers. They, are you, they have anxiety, folks. We don't want the terrorists to have anxiety. The J6ers, I mean, they deserve it, right? But the terrorists, we don't want them to have anxiety.
uh, says, I've observed after two decades in custody suffering uh, of those detained is profound and ongoing, according to this UN clown. Uh, every single detainee I met with lives with the unrelenting harms that follow from systemic practices of rendition, torture, and arbitrary detention. Oh, you mean like the J6ers? Uh, how's that different? But we've got this sad story from, a, uh, from uh, you know, the AP. J6ers, I don't see a sad story. Uh, Allen says, many of the detainees she met showed deep psychological harm and distress, including anxiety, helplessness, hopelessness, stress, and depression and dependency. Oh, no. Of course, the J6ers are being force-fed uh, all sorts of uh, anti-anxiety, anti-depressant, anti-suicidal medications because they're intentionally being attacked. But the, these terrorists, these terrorists who murdered people, well, they, uh, they kind of deserve it, right? Uh, the J6ers. The terrorists, it's sad. It's sad, according to the AP. So... Uh, she, she expressed grave concern at the failure of the U.S. government to provide uh, torture rehabilitation programs to the detainees and said specialist care facilities at Gitmo are not adequate to meet the complex, urgent mental and physical health issues of detainees. Well, that's sad. I mean, you know, the guys, J6ers, they're, they're not getting any treatment. They're being beaten and tortured and killed. Uh, but, but, but these tor terrorists, you know, they're not getting proper rehab. That's sad. We want to make sure that they can get back into society, don't we? Of course, we're going to appeal a 20-year uh, sentence for a J6 to try and make sure they're in jail longer. But these, these Gitmo guys, we want to get them back on the streets as quick as possible. Um, many also suffer from the deprivation of support from their families and community while living in a detention environment uh, for, for a long time. It's sad. Right? Oh my gosh. They, they suffer from uh, accelerated aging too, according to this. That's sad. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable here, folks. Unbelievable. Uh, these guys at Gitmo literally are murderers. They're killing people. And the J6ers apparently trespassed. Think about that. J6ers trespass. And they get they get this kind of torture and all this nonsense. These guys are murdering people, blowing up buildings, killing innocent people. Um, the quote: uh, Nellen uh, stressed that victims of terrorism have a right to justice. They call it betrayal that that we're we're uh, ruining these guys by putting them down there instead of putting them on trial in the U.S. Well. A fair trial in the U.S. would be nice, but so it would be that way for J6ers as well, wouldn't it? Why is it that we're advocating for a fair and equitable treatment of people who murder people, but J6ers who didn't do anything other than question the nobility class are, are being uh, terrorized? I mean, let, let's compare this. Let's think about this, folks. Over a billion dollars of damage was done by Antifa BLM riots, over a billion dollars. They burned cities. Do you remember the no-go zone out west? Was it in Portland or Seattle at the no-go zone? Uh, remember remember the riots nightly where buildings were burned? I was in Portland not too long after the riots. And uh, Portland, 
you could see, I hadn't been to Portland before that, but it looks like Portland was an absolutely beautiful city, beautiful downtown, and just vibrant. When I got there, what it looked like is a zombie apocalypse. It literally looked like The Walking Dead, right? So you've got this like city that you can clear, clearly see was glorious. And then all of a sudden, it just looks like a bomb went off. I mean, there's the homeless people and excrement and just filth everywhere. It's disgusting, graffiti, uh, just, I, I mean, it was, it was repulsive. Like, I didn't even want to be there. Like, I didn't, you know, normally you get you get a decent downtown in the city. It's like, yeah, hey, let's take a walk and look around there. I'm just like, ugh, I can't wait to get out of here. It's repulsive. We've got cities that were burned, including black businesses and white businesses and brown businesses and businesses by every race. It wasn't even, it, you know, they just, they indiscriminately, it wasn't actually about equal rights or equal justice. It was just rioters burning and causing chaos. That's where we were. But you've got to understand, when we look at this, these guys that we're dealing with, these guys, they got nothing. No one arrested these Antifa guys. No one did anything with these. I mean, a few of them went to jail for a few minutes. And most, I don't know. I don't know if any of them are still in jail. But our J6ers who were entrapped by the federal government who were lured in, who are, who are, you know, basically in trap. I mean, you've got, you've got video of police officers waving people into the Capitol grounds. They're waving them in. Why would anybody think that that's a, that's a trespass? Why would you think it's not a trespass if you're invited? That's the definition of, of, of not trespassing. I mean, to trespass, you have to be uninvited and on a property or a place that you're not supposed to be. They were waving them in. How's there any criminal charge for that? Well, there's a criminal charge because our Department of Justice is corrupt and because the courts in Washington, D.C. are far too corrupt to do anything about it. They don't care. They just don't. The, the, the judges on the J6 stuff are 100%. I have not heard of any good rulings. I've heard of a lot of bad rulings and a lot of worse rulings, but I haven't heard of any good rulings. This is unbelievable, folks. When If we the people allow this to continue, then we the people are going to get what we deserve. I mean, our freedom is going to continue to go down. We are the guardians of freedom. We, the people, are the guardians of freedom. If we allow our justice system to, to crumble like this, if we allow this sort of injustice, it's our own fault. And as we sit aside and do nothing about J6, about all the fraud that's occurring, about the failure of our justice system, you, know, you want to know why Donald Trump's got a gag order? Well, because we're not standing up on J6, so why would anybody think we'll stand up on Donald Trump? They're doing it because they can, because of the apathy of the American people. I hope you'll support us on the America Out Loud Network, the Tom Renz Show. I support support us at TomRenz.com. I hope you'll support us here every day. Uh, please go get the book, Mod RNA, Why It Matters, and Other Essays. Uh, it's a really, really critical thing. We need it in the hands of everybody. Simple, easy read, designed to give you the tools you need so that you can discuss this in an educated way and make arguments. The citations are spectacular. I know I found them. And uh, it's a good thing. So get that book, support us. We'll be back.
changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop. Look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome to the Stack of stuck Stuff, everybody. Oh, boy. As usual, the stack is deep. It's, <laughs> well, the poo's deep in this country. I'll tell you that. All right, headline, Liberty University threatened with $37.5 million fine over alleged Cleary Act violations, according to the president. So Liberty University is one of the few universities in the country that is actually, they're, they're, they're un, unabashedly Christian, uh, they're based on, they try and be based on principles. They're not perfect, uh, you know, but they're, they're a good university. And, uh, yeah, they, they really, uh, they're not an indoctrination school, right? So that means that our federal government doesn't like them because our federal government believes that all universities should be there solely for the purpose of turning out little liberal lunatics. Well, Liberty doesn't do that. So what they've done is they said they've trumped up a Cleary Act issue. Now, the Cleary Act requires that colleges and universities report crime data. Fair enough, right? No big deal. Um, but 
they're they're looking it's basically this whole thing is from department of education which is completely crooked and the you know there's they're looking at uh cleary act reports between 2016 and 2022 and claiming that there's issues with the way that they did it so what so what you want to do a 37 million dollar fine on a country this is another example of the weaponized justice system they don't like liberty university so they want to go after them you know you get in line or get get attacked that's the way this government works that's the way our federal government works that's the way it all works and you know folks i just it's so sickening it's so sickening i'm just so tired of this nonsense the weaponized justice system is absolutely inexcusable. Of all the things occurring in this country, the censorship and the weaponized justice system are the two least acceptable because they're the foundation for everything. Election fraud doesn't occur without it. Uh, you know, all this stuff is is breaking down. We we don't have a court system and we don't have a mechanism to speak about it. Those are the problems, right? And listen, I I'm, I'm an attorney. I'm a part of the court system, right? But there's problems. It's just that simple. I don't know what else to say about it. You know, the, the justice system has largely been filled with judges who are looking for an outcome rather than trying to apply the law to the facts of a case and get to truth. They're always looking for an outcome. That is not what a judge is supposed to do. But that's all our justice system is right now. That's all the J6. You look at it. You can see it. Because instead of reading a case and saying, well, this is the law, and looking at precedent, looking at the law, they say, well, this is it. They look for loopholes and ways to get to a result that they want to see. It, that is absolutely the opposite of the law. And it's something that if we allow it to continue, we don't have a country. Our freedom is gone. I'm very, very frustrated by this. Um, just another example of the weaponized justice system. All right. Uh, next, next headline. Steve Kirsch. Kirsch is a, an interesting dude. I, I spent some time with Steve. I like Steve. And, uh, man, this guy has just been an absolute animal studying the, the COVID statistics from the beginning. Uh, headline, VA study published in JAMA shows that COVID vaccine made no difference in the risk of ho- hospitalization for COVID. I mean, yeah, we, we know. But uh, so the study wasn't meant to do that. It's meant to show that COVID vaccines are great. But uh, unfortunately, for the people that did the study, it actually showed the truth, and uh, it is what it is. So, um, I don't know, folks. I just don't know. Uh, it's 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 this is a given. I mean, we've been talking about this from the beginning. The, the, you understand something. I mean, I've said this 10 million times. The vaccines were never designed to keep you safe or to keep you healthy from COVID or to stop transmission of COVID. They, they have nothing to do with that. For whatever reason, these vaccines were designed to do nothing other than to be gene editing uh material. I mean, you know, it, some pe- people want to say depopulation. They want to say this. They want to say, I don't know. I don't know why they did it that way. I don't care. What I can tell you is that it was well known from the beginning that these wouldn't work. They don't do anything other than poison you and cause other diseases. And yet we went ahead with it anyways. I, you know, they don't stop transmission. They don't do anything. And uh, until we, you know, wrap our head around that, we can't really move, move forward much. So and moving on. Uh, this, wow. <clears throat> so in light of the, the talk that I had about J6, 
And, you know, the fact that we're essentially treating our J6ers worse than we treat Gitmo detainees. Uh, we've got this headline. Biden DOJ recommends police relax standards, hire people who commit isolated crimes. Right? Uh, he says eligibility requirements need to be updated to reflect a more modern culture. Right? So we want to hire criminals to be police officers. I mean, that's what the whole federal government is, a bunch of criminals that are, you know, enforcing garbage and you know, they're not acting lawfully. I mean, so I guess it makes sense. That's what Biden would want. He, more people that will sell out. I mean, if, frankly, you know, the whole FBI should be full of them. I, they're already full of people who sold out. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some great FBI agents, but largely there's a lot of crooks there, uh, as we can see. So, you know, I mean, why wouldn't you want the police to do the same? It'd probably be just another control thing. So, you know, uh, Biden wants <laughs> folks. I don't know. All right. Um, this is important. This is important. Pressure mounts on lower tier Republican presidential candidates to drop out. That's all of them. I mean, Trump is so far ahead. There are no mid-tier candidates. It's all lower tier. It's President Trump and everybody else. So Republican presidential primary is looking remarkably stable, a poor sign for every candidate but one. That's Trump. And pressure is building on lower tier candidates to make waves or leave the pool. A memo from Tim Scott. Uh, super PAC raised eyebrows, revealing that it's backing of a $40 million ad buy, blunt language, that calls into question the long-term veracity of his campaign. Well, listen. I don't know what to say about this. Scott's polling at 2%. He, he has zero chance. None. None. We're seeing this across the board. The closest thing, we've got Chris Christie at 2.8%. Uh, Doug Burgum at 0.8%. Mike Pence at 3.8. Uh, Asa Hutchinson at 0.6. Excuse me, folks. I had to, I had to mute there. As a professional, uh, you know, I uh, was able to hit the mute button so you did not have to hear me sneeze. Uh, but, but this is what happened. Okay, so uh, these guys are pulling at nothing. Nothing. There's zero, right? So why are they there? What are we doing? What, what in God's name is happening? Why are they wasting time? Well, here's what's happening. These guys are still raising money, and that money goes into their campaign, and they use that campaign as a slush fund, right? So once you've raised your millions of dollars for your presidential run, uh, you can say, well, I'm going to run again. And then you use that campaign money for your next campaign where you run again, and you don't ever do anything, but you raise a lot of money. And that money pays for you traveling and doing this and doing that. It's not actually going to do anything. I mean, you have no chance of winning, but that's not the point. It's a slush fund. Meanwhile, they screw up the Republican uh, Party issues, and they take a lot of money that should be going to a guy who can actually win, and it's just a whole mess. But none of these guys, including DeSantis, have any chance whatsoever. Uh, you know, DeSantis has been in second place the whole time, and he's got a, a real solid second spot place, and... Uh, yeah, uh, Nikki Haley and uh, Vivek Ramswamy are you know back and forth, uh, third, fourth, and you know they're they're chomping at DeSantis's heels for the scraps uh, off of Trump's table, but at the end of the day, none of these guys have any real chance in hell. It's just nothing. So they're they're wasting time, and that's what it is. And you know, so, anyways, they ought to get out and just support the guy that's going to have a chance. 
All right. Um, let's see here. Headline red state, hundreds surround U.S. Embassy in Lebanon to try to enter Israeli Embassy in Amman. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Let me show you what this looks like. Um, the, I'm not putting it on screen for those of you watching. I'm putting it, uh, I'm just doing talk about it. Um, what this looks like is a bunch of buildings on fire. It actually looks a lot like the BLM, the peaceful protests from BLM and Antifa, where buildings were burnt and the cities were burning and the world was on fire. That's what it looks like here. Um, I don't know what to say about it. It's a mess. Uh, these people are, are, I don't know what the hell they are, but they're, they're, they appear to be awful. But they're trying to essentially uh, cause problems with these embassies. And uh, you know, I don't know what to say about it. It's just, you know, it's more peaceful. Pro- I guess these people are good peaceful protesters. So this one makes me super happy. Soros back DA gets carjacked at gunpoint in his own liberal city. Uh, so criminals don't seem to care about, uh, about the fact that this guy likes them and they carjacked him. So this is a new Orleans district attorney. Jason Williams got carjacked at gunpoint and, uh, he deserves it. He's walking his 78 year old mother to car. When suspects approached the pair, pointed a gun at them, demanded the car, uh, car real simple, right? Jumped in the car, drove off, Abandoned the vehicle in undisclosed location and carjacking young woman in the area 30 minutes later. So these guys are just out on a night. They're having a good night. And I'm, I think this guy is, uh, he, he, I'm glad it happened to him. I don't like to wish bad on people, but Billy, I'm glad this guy got carjacked. He deserves it because instead of helping people avoid this stuff, he's allowing it to happen. He's facilitating it. His complete garbage uh, policies are causing this problem. And he got $220,000 uh, to a PAC to support him uh, from Soros. So, you know, good for him. Congratulations, uh, DA, New Orleans District Attorney Jason Williams. You thoroughly deserve what you got. I hope Soros's money buys some peace for your mother's uh, trauma from having to see this. Piece of garbage. All right. Um, shockingly, headline, major eco-activist groups have nothing to say about Biden's deal with socialist oil deal with socialist dictator. Now, what, the Sierra Club, Natural Resource Defense Council, Earth Justice Climate Defiance, Greenpeace USA, Extinction and Rebellions Washington, uh, all declined to comment or respond to questions asking whether they approved of the sanctions reduction deal, which is uh, going to lead to a sharp increase in oil exports for Venezuela. Uh, we're going to reduce sanctions on them, buy oil from a socialist dictatorship. They're, they're really a dictatorship. They're really nothing. Uh, but, but none of these guys, are, they don't seem to mind. I don't understand it. Don't they care about Venezuela's environment? I mean, what are they doing here? They're gonna they're gonna allow us to get evil oil from Venezuela. Now they continue to oppose uh, fossil fuels in the U.S. and the expansion of our industry, but Venezuela they're all in for right socialist dictatorship. Venezuela they're good with that. They don't seem to have any issue with it. So I don't know. I mean, we've got this this really confusing situation where it's almost like 
these eco-activist groups don't care about oil when it suits them, but only do care about it when it doesn't. I wonder what Greta Thunberg has to say about this. I don't know. She, I mean, she hasn't commented, to my knowledge. I don't know if she can spell Sierra Club, uh, but, you know, regardless. All right. Last but not least, you know, Tony Blinken was never a senator, okay? Never a senator. He was never really anything uh, that I that I care to talk about. And, uh, well, I'm going to play this for you, folks. Here you go. Um, let, let's just watch. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man. He said, uh, he wrote a line that... Uh, I think is appropriate. What the hell? He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time. What in the hell did he just say? What in God's name was that? That's your president, folks. (laughs) I mean, he's talking about a guy who wasn't actually in the Senate. Was that even English? I mean, what in God's name was this guy saying? I I, I got to do this again. All right, let, let's get this again. Let's see if I can get this to play again. I, I just, here we go. Ready? This is the president of the United States talking about a guy who was never a senator. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man. He said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time. Folks, buy our book, Mod RNA and Other Essays, uh, Why It Matters and Other Essays, Mod RNA, Why It Matters and Other Essays. It's on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble. Get us to number one. We want to get to number one. And uh, support us at TomRens.com. Share the Tom Renz Show, the America Out Loud Network. Thanks for listening. We'll be back.